Hello, everyone, and inside today's episode of Locked On Canadians, the Habs are taking on the Winnipeg Jets on Tuesday night. Can they overcome their injuries to Uri Slavkovsky and Jake Evans and Caden Gooley and everyone else to potentially steal a game from the Jets? Or are they going to make a trade with some other teams getting desperate closer to the trade deadline? And Alex Nadelkovich cleared waivers, and Habs fans want to know. Was he the right choice to pick up on waivers or in a trade? We're going to discuss that and more inside today's show. Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 766 of Locked On Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen every day. If you're listening to us wherever you get your podcasts, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. Make sure you ring the bell, please, to get notified every time we post a new episode or go live, anything like that. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, it is that time again. The Canadians welcome the coward Mark Shifley to the Bell Center as the Canadians take on the Jets on Tuesday night. What are the vibes? How are we feeling right now? Well, I don't advocate violence as a general rule. I'm not advocating violence right now. But if Mark Shifley were to get maybe extremely checked throughout the game... (laughs) Uh, I would not be upset about that. Just finish it, your checks, Habs. It is, it is very funny is that it's like we admittedly, I probably have kept the coward Mark Shifley thing running a little bit longer than its lifespan, but people seem to continue to respond to it. And I'm going to spring this on Laura because I know she hasn't looked at the standings before we sat down to record this. Laura, in the Western Conference, where do you think the Winnipeg Gents rank overall? gotta be like towards the bottom right uh no they're the first place team in the western conference what yeah you would never know it from talking to some jets fans who i assumed they were like fourth or fifth in their division just kind of going along with it they are currently as of the time of this recording in first place in the western conference through 44 games played they have 59 points and a plus 33 goal differential eight and two in their last 10 games. How bad is the Western conference? If this is what's going on, it's surprisingly not bad. It's not great, but it's not as terrible. Like the Pacific's mostly garbage and JD, we love you, but sorry. Uh, like the, it's very top heavy is there's a very clear divide between everything. And Winnipeg is at the top end of that. Rick bonus has done a really good job getting that team in order. And I don't know if it was just getting the stink of Paul Maurice off of them or not, but the jets have become a pretty solid team this year, all things considered. And that was with, you know, last year, Blake Wheeler got stripped of the captaincy. They played most of this year without Cole Perfetti and uh, Nikolai Ehlers. Like they've overcome that and they've managed to keep pace and play well. And obviously Connor Hellebuck is a big part of that. And going into this game, it's a tough sell for the Canadians now because Jake Evans did not play Saturday or Sunday after leaving Saturday's game against the Islanders. 
His status yeah. is currently uncertain. And Uri Slavkovsky left early against the Rangers. His status is uncertain. I don't love the feeling going into this game. And I know the Canadians have struggled mightily against the Jets since that sweep. But this feels like um, a lot of badness that could happen in this game, potentially. I just, I don't like the Jets. I have a really hard time. Like, I don't even, like, hate them in the way that I hate Bruins games, right? Like, I hate the Bruins. I just... I find a really hard time, like, actually getting excited about this game. And so, obviously, when the Canadians swept them in the, in the what was it, the Western Conference Finals, inexplicably, um, the, um, like, I personally thought that that was, that, that, that was, like, I think the last time that I had fun watching the Jets. And then before that, it was, like, when Lars Eller, like, scored four goals against them or whatever it was like it was like ridiculous like I, I just I have a really hard time getting excited about Jets games and until now like I've had a really hard time I think it's because they have this reputation of just being like an extremely defensive team and obviously as they struggled and this is the thing it's like what an indictment of Paul Maurice you know what I mean like we've all known that Rick Bonus is a good coach you know like the reason that he was no longer in Dallas was not due to his coaching um, and we knew that and so I think for me, like watching Paul Maurice go and like destroy Florida when they had a perfectly good coach <laughs> right there, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's such an indictment. And he's one of the longest tenured coaches. When I mean tenured, I mean, I guess, I guess he's one of the. He's got four decades worth of experience in the NHL, which is a wild, wild statement to think about. Right. It's incredibly long. Like he has coached so many games. So I just I find that it's like it's so clear to me. And so like when teams kind of hesitate to to bring in new coaching, it just it baffles me. And this is just kind of like an indictment of him. But in terms of like what are the vibes going into the game, I honestly would not have guessed it. But then you look at you look at the Western Conference and it's it's a mess. It's a mess. Like the, the Jets have a good coach, great goalie um, and great conference that they're playing in. So I think, you know. I was shocked at the beginning, but when you when you start thinking about it, and so I think this is a big task for the Montreal Canadiens because you're going into a game where now you know that it's a good team with a good coach, you know that it's somebody who's experienced, and you know that it's, you know that it's a team that other than that, you know, other than that year, you generally tend to struggle with the Jets, right? It's not it's not it's like it's not one of my favorite opponents to play, so it's a huge huge test, and now to to have to do it without some of their key players, like for me, I think it's important. And I know we're going to discuss this uh, in the next segment, but it's important to call up the right players in this scenario. And that's the thing is that, you know, there's, there are some options for the Canadians here, whether through the trade market claims or uh, calling someone up, there are options. It's not as deep as we would hope at this point, based on injuries and other things. But going into this game, Samuel Montembeau is likely going to have to stand on his head. And I am very much assuming that Samuel Montembeau is starting this game because why not? Uh, I think he's going to have to stand on his head unless the Canadians can, you know, be uh, not proactive. I'm uh, opportunistic in their chances in this game. And it's the Jets. They can score goals in bunches. And we've seen that before. I'm just hoping the Canadians bring that effort they brought against the Rangers. You might lose, 
but put the effort in and I'm not going to be worried about it. Don't come out like you did against the Kraken and lay down and just get run over here. And speaking of the options that the Canadians can do to bring up bodies, trade for bodies, everything, we're going to discuss that all coming up in our next segment. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting info, new lines, new odds, new props, parlays, whatever. BetOnline has you covered. Obviously, the NFL playoffs are happening right now. It's been a wild, wild weekend. The NHL season is coming up on the all-star break. Baseball is not that far off. NBA and NCAA basketball are right going around uh, right now, too. And with BetOnline, you can bet on things like boxing, MMA, golf, and so many other things. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know you do because you are listening to us here at Locked On Canadians, they have sports podcasts for you as well. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. And remember, bet online, it's where the game starts. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. And as of right now, when we're recording this Monday at 7.35 p.m. Eastern Time, we do not know what the status of Jake Evans and Uri Slavkovsky for the upcoming game against the Winnipeg Jets is. We do not know if they're both going to be cleared, if they were just precautionary reasons or what. What we do know is we are going to advance into this segment with the thought they are not playing. And the first thing with any of this is not make a trade, not do a waiver thing. It's it's call somebody up from the Rocket. And they played at home on Saturday afternoon uh, against the Cleveland Monsters. Alex Belzeal had a hat trick. Anthony Richard obviously played well. Rem Pitlick played well. And if I'm looking at this, uh, there are two names that I think are definitely very key or might be their options for a call-up. One is Rem Pitlick because it makes the most sense. He's got NHL minutes. He's played really well for the Rocket in those regards. Can put him in the bottom six, and it's not really an issue. And the other is Rafael Harvey Pinard. Because beyond that, the Rocket are thin at actual offensive-producing prospects. And I'd like to see Harvey Pinard get a shot here especially against the Jets. I think his feistiness, we talked about it with Michael Bazzetta last year, is something that'll help spark this team a little bit. Only he's got a little more finish and polish to his game than Pizzetta does. Uh, and based on how well Yessi alone has played in the NHL so far, you might as well see what else these AHL guys can do. And Laura, I don't know if I'm just uh, kind of going off base because that's what I want to see or not. No, I think for me... Rem Pitlick has always been one of those, you know, the safe first call up. So in the absence of, let's say, somebody like Anthony Richard or uh, Yassi Linen, like deserving a spot and grabbing a spot, to me, like the first option is always going to be somebody like Rem Pitlick. Because I think, you know, he proved last year that he's pretty versatile. I think last year he kind of overperformed his ability, but he's still extremely useful. He's very versatile. And I think it's also partly because the Canadians didn't really have that many options when they were playing him where they were playing him at the beginning of this season. But I think that, you know, I feel like he's the kind of guy that you can kind of like fill up a lineup with. And he's not going to let you down too, too badly. I, I know earlier this season you look at his stats and they're not that great. But you look all throughout last season after he was claimed and his stats were amazing. You know, like his his underlying numbers were good. The way that he was performing was good. Yes, his shooting percentage was way above his general average ability. But I just I find that, you know, you're not like you're not don't put him out there in extremely defensive situations. That's not what he's there for. You know, he's there to kind of provide energy to provide a little bit of of uh, like shooting 
if not scoring. Um, so I, 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 it makes sense to me. You're not off base at all. And I look at it this way too, is that as the teams get closer and closer to the trade deadline, teams who are operating under LTIR right now, options are there for Kent Hughes to take advantage of another team's desperation a little bit. And a name I saw earlier, and this is one that I'm interested in we've brought them up before on this podcast, is that Evander Kane is set to be activated off of long-term injury reserve for the Edmonton Oilers, and they're going to need to get under the cap. And to do that, they got to waive, I believe, um, one of, and if I remember the tweet, uh, Warren Fogle, Jesse Pugliarvi, Derek Ryan, or Devin Shore at this point. And if they waive Jesse Pugliarvi, one, you you got to hope that no one else puts in a claim there because of his $3 million cap hit. But if the Oilers are that desperate to move on from him now that Evander Kane is back, we've talked about how he's the ideal bounce-back candidate in another market. And I'm just imagining Kirby Doc and Yessi Pugliarvi kind of being those very high draft picks who get traded out of a previously bad situation and thrive. But I'm also wondering if a guy like Warren Fogle, who makes 2.75 this year and next year, would make sense for the Canadians. He can play both wings. Uh, let me take a look at his numbers here. He's got eight points in 32 games this year. He had 26 and 82 last year. He's very clearly a bottom six forward. But if that gives you a solid option instead of playing Yelonen or Slavkovsky seven, eight, nine minutes a night, you take it. I'm really curious what they do, especially if these are longer term injuries. And we will talk about goaltending and longer term injuries in our next segment. But if Slavkovsky or um, Evans are out long-term, you eventually, one, you got to get a center because Jake Evans being that key middle six, bottom six center and not having him as a problem with Slavkovsky, I'm more willing for them to try something out there and, you know, take a risk with Jake Evans out. You got to find somebody. And I do wonder if we've seen way too many links to the Oilers in recent weeks, dating back to basically the start of the year, whether it be Josh Anderson or Joel Edmondson, there's too much smoke for there to not be a fire burning somewhere in Alberta. So I'm very curious if there is something to happen there with the Oilers desperate to get a Vander Kane uh, back into their lineup now. First of all, what are the Oilers doing ever? That's my first question. Uh, my next question is why so desperate to move on from Yessi Pujarvi? And I know like there's lots of people in our market too, that aren't too impressed with him, but I think you put him in Montreal or you put him anywhere, really anywhere other than the Oilers. Uh, I think, you know, who else is that dysfunctional? Um, the Canucks, <laughs> the, Canucks. <laughs> the Edmonton, the, the Edmonton Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks who were, who said today, we're not doing a rebuild. We'll do a retool while in the middle of doing a retool, which who boy, um, if we were to dive into the Vancouver Canucks, we'd need several, several episodes to unpack all of that, but there are desperate but, okay, teams so, out yeah. there. No, but, but like if you put Piarvi on, on a functioning team, I think that he can bounce back. I think he can be a useful player. And I think that all those naysayers that don't want Puyarvi, like will be proven wrong. I have that faith, right? And we talked about it. I don't think he's necessarily going to be as good as Kirby Doc or work out as well as Kirby Doc, but like can't be worse than in Edmonton where he's being played on the fourth line and he's not a fourth line player. I think it's worth it to kind of give him a call, see what's up. 
And if he gets put on waivers, I mean, the Oilers are giving away somebody for free that might end up burning them in the playoffs or in like, you know, it just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me for, for them to put him on waivers. Uh, but also I think, I think what you're thinking about is on track, but at the same time, I wonder what the Oilers are really thinking. Like their decisions don't tend to make sense to me in general. Like the only decision that I've agreed with in a while is them getting Brett Kulak. And here's the thing too, is that I want the Canadians to acquire Yessi Pulvi, but as we're going to discuss in our next segment too, they got to move cash out to make that happen. They currently don't have the cap space available to make this trade happen. They've got to shift one of those bigger contracts out. And if they could do that, outstanding. But they're, this is not a, I think they're going to do it just because they have the ability to do so. They don't have the cap space to just snap their fingers and trade for Yessi Pugliar, but they got to move money out, which if the Oilers are truly desperate, you know, you, you go ahead and do that. Uh, I, I can't help but thinking something is brewing here just a little bit under the surface, and it's going to come out of nowhere like they often do uh, with the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know if it's going to be Pugliarvi. I don't know if it's going to be someone less exciting like a Warren Fogel or someone else, but I can see them making a trade here just to kind of bolster the injuries here, especially if they don't get good news who's on Slavkovsky's injury or Evan's injury. They're going to make a move at some point because besides Harvey Pinard in the AHL, there's Pitlick, there's Anthony Richard, Mitchell Stevens, Alex Belzeal, and Lucas Condotta. Everyone else I'm pretty sure is on an AHL deal, and they're not going to upgrade those midseason contract spots. are important, and the defense is still a couple weeks away from getting back to full strength as well. Injuries have taken a toll. It's not, it's not as uh, straightforward as we might think, and... Speaking of moving money, moving in and out of uh, the Canadians organization, Alex Nedeljkovic was on waiver Sunday into Monday. We mentioned it briefly, but now we're going to kind of dive into whether or not the Canadians, now that he's cleared waivers, should trade for many ways. And that's all coming up next. But first, today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. And Athletic Greens is a product I use every morning to help get my day started on the right foot. It's got 75 high-quality vitamin, vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get your day off to the right start. It's lifestyle-friendly if you are vegan, if you're dairy-free or gluten-free. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, and it still tastes great. It's super inexpensive. It's less than $3 a day, cheaper than paying for cold brew for that energy every morning. And when you subscribe and order Athletic Greens, you get a year supply of vitamin D with your order, which is so important in those cold, dark winter months like we're going through right now. So if you want to be like myself and you want to arm your body and reclaim your health and your immune system, all you need is Athletic Greens with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every morning, and that's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements, or anything to look out for your health. And to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are back here at Lockdown Canadians, and there was a big thing there was a lot of discussion going around Twitter for uh, around the Habs fears that Sunday 
the Detroit Red Wings placed goaltender Alex Nedeljkovic on waivers with the purpose of sending him to the Grand Rapids Griffins of the AHL. And as of today, he did clear those waivers. And the whole thing here is he went from super promising prospect when he was with the Carolina Hurricanes not long ago. Hurricanes gave him a, I believe, two-year contract worth $3 million a year or three years at $3.5 million, and then promptly traded him to Detroit, where he has put up a 901 and an 880 save percentage. He uh, was 20-24-9 and nine his first year in Detroit, and then 2-4-2 two, and two this season. He's had some injuries in his NHL career. Nedeljkovic has a record of 39-35-15, and 15, 298 save percentage, 906. And in the AHL, he's 92, 47, and 16 with a 905 save percentage. And I looked at this and I immediately said no. But I also don't know the extent to which Jake Allen is injured. And since I assume it's not serious, my answer is still going to be a no on this because I don't really understand why unless they truly don't trust Caden Primo in the NHL at all this season. Well, that's the thing. It's not like he's promising, really. I think the Delkovich is a fantastic cautionary tale. And that's something that I worry about with goaltenders a lot. There's always goalies that have like a season or even two seasons of showing major promise and then they fall off a cliff. Consistency is really, really hard with goaltending. And I would like, instead of trading for someone like if, if they claimed them off waivers that's one thing but instead of like trading for someone I would rather they try and grow from within the within the organization because there aren't that many actually uh consistently good goaltenders in the league there's a lot of average goaltending but there aren't there aren't any that are like you can be confident in and the ones that 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 are like their team's not going to trade them away right? You're not going to get the player. So like there's, and there's so many goalies that have like a great season or a great playoffs or something like that. And then you just kind of fall off a cliff. So to me, if you're talking about like getting the future goaltender of the Habs, obviously Nadelkovic is not part of that conversation. That's not what anybody in this market is saying. They're just saying, should they get him instead of Caden Primo? I would love for Caden Primo to be playing in the AHL. I think that's where he excels. I just, I don't think that, you know, he hasn't done anything. And I know he's been injured. He hasn't done anything to prove that he belongs in the NHL. The Canadians clearly don't believe it either because they're not playing him. They're playing Samuel Montembeau on back-to-backs. So, like, you know, like, if only to give Samuel Montembeau a rest, get another goaltender. But, like, if you aren't claiming this guy off waivers, then you probably know that Jake Allen's coming back pretty soon. And here's the thing. King Primo is 23 years old. Alex Nedeljkovic is 27. Like, I'm not saying, oh, his career's over and done with. He just turned 27, but at a certain point, this is what they are. And I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the Detroit Red Wings. You can tune into Locked On Red Wings to get uh, Scotty's opinion on that because they know a lot Hi, more Brian. than we Hi, do. Scotty. But Caden Primo has very similar patterns between the two leagues is four years younger, is currently signed for another two years on top of this one, and is your own homegrown prospect. If Jake Allen is out long-term and you're just kind of saying, we're just going to ride out the rest of this season, 
okay, I can kind of understand it a little bit. They brought Samuel Montembeau back and made him a viable NHL goaltender again. But I don't see the need to do this right now unless they truly don't want to trust Caden Primo or they don't think Jake Allen's injury is that serious, which we don't know. I wonder if they're just kind of riding it out to the uh, all-star break here and then everyone recuperates, Jake Allen comes back. And we talked about this the other day is give Jake Allen a break. But honestly, like, I I don't see the need for it. I understand the thought behind it is this team isn't going to need help losing games, all, all things considered here. And Caden Primo's profile as an NHL and AHL goaltender is very similar. Admittedly, when he went 1-7-1 and last year with the Canadians, they were terrible. Thank you, Dom. Um, and he hasn't been great with the rocket this year, but he's also been dealing with an injury that knocked him out for nearly a month. It's very hard to get consistency and rhythm there. And unless Samuel Montembeau goes down where Caden, they have to then sign another goalie because they do not have another goalie on an NHL contract at this point. I'm not, I'm just not in favor of it right now. I'd rather them stick in house with goaltending because it's going to become a market inefficiency very soon. People are going to be looking for the goaltenders and I'd rather Canadians pay a premium when they're trying to collect assets right now. Uh, I, I, if there's bad news, yes, but as of right now, uh, to quote everyone on shark tank, I'm out. No, thank you on this. Him going to the AHL though, and already being able to be assigned directly to the rocket admittedly probably does make him more appealing to a team like the Canadians who now have, their AHL rookie, Joe Verbatic, who is up from the ECHL playing behind Kevin Poulan. But overall, it doesn't make sense in the world for me. Now I want an NHL version of Shark Tank. And I don't know what I would what I would have. Like who, who would be who would be the Sharks? Um, and then who would be pitching? And then what kind of products? I want an innate. Okay, mailbag listeners, please come up with a concept for us and then we will do it as one of our extras. Yes. I mean, Mark Cuban can just be who's the most like over the top owner now that's always in. He can be Francisco. There we go. Way too over involved, way too public, doesn't know when to shut up. Perfect. We're done. We're already a part of the way there. So uh, we will take suggestions for that in our mailbag. We will be back with you all after the game against the Jets on Tuesday night, where we will hopefully be talking about another Canadians effort and everything else happening around the NHL and everything that would have followed up with that. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians, or uh, you can follow Laura at the active stick. Follow myself at Scott Matley. You can email us at lockdown Canadian. When you're done checking us out, please check out lockdown NHL prospects. Hattie has all the info you need in case your team is as bad as our team and you want draft info. Folks, we will see you all next time.